Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to the Travel Media Lab podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisiuk, and today we're continuing our summer reading series for our podcast. And if you've heard the previous two episodes that we already issued in this summer series, you know that we're doing this series, which is a very stripped down version of the podcast we usually do, where it's just me and my voice and a microphone while I look for partners to help us produce the podcast, which is expensive. And I've been doing it on my own for so long, for almost three years now. So uh, while we do that, while we're looking for um, partners, wish us luck, by the way, um, I'm sitting down and uh, sharing with you some of the favorite stories that I've done um, over the past six years and hopefully you enjoy these stories as much as I do and um, by the way if you know somebody who might be interested in partnering with our podcast please uh, do let me know and also if you're enjoying the series do let me know as well because this is an experiment Uh, we've never done anything like this before It's a little bit scary for me, as it always is scary to try and do something new. So it's really um, it's really helpful for me to hear feedback from our listeners on what do you think? Right. Are you enjoying um, listening about the stories that I uh, that I wrote or that I created over the years? Are you enjoying me reading them out loud? Is this something that um, is relevant to you? Is this inspiring to you? What are your thoughts, right? Or maybe you hate it. Maybe that's it too. Maybe maybe you want to tell me, hey, Yulia, come back to your regular programming already. I want to hear interviews with people. I want to hear your regular conversations. I don't care about the stories that you're reading out loud. So uh, let me know either way, right? Because that's how I know if I'm doing something that's helpful to you or not. Um, so please uh, let me know. Your feedback is always appreciated. Um, you can do so on Instagram. You can reach me at In Search of Perfect or at Travel Media Lab. And you can also let me know by sharing these episodes, right? If you are enjoying them and if there's something that you're particularly um, uh, you know, gravitating towards, share them on social. That also helps us as well, right? Because the more times and the more people share um, our episodes the more new people can find our episodes and that also helps us with our conversations with partners and with sponsors so it's all one big circle where we all uh, can help each other okay Um, so with that said let's talk about the story that I'm about to read in this episode so I love this story so much for multiple several reasons first of all this story is based in the desert of Wadiram in the country of Jordan and if you know me or if you've been following me anywhere you know that Wadiram is absolutely one of my favorite favorite places on earth this is a place that I return to at least once a year if not more sometimes three to five times a year and uh, in one of my recent visits I was so close to actually buying some land there Um, but that's a story for another episode altogether so the story that I'm about to share with you is based in Wadiram in this magnificent desert 
um, in the south of Jordan. So that's already very special to me. Secondly, in, in second, <laughs> the second reason is that it is uh, also a story about a subject that's very near and dear to me. And the subject is how we can find more silence and more stillness in our crazy world, in the world that demands so much from us. Um, and why it's so important to find that stillness and that silence um, so that we can better connect it to the core of who we are and what we want and where we are um, in life in the present moment. And finally, I love this story so much because it's also proof that inspiration can really come from anywhere. And story ideas are everywhere. If you um, are just open enough to notice them and to pay attention to them. So the idea for this particular story came to me while I was listening to another podcast called The One You Feed. The One You Feed. And I will share a link to this podcast in the show notes so you can check it out. And in this um, episode of the One You Feed podcast, the host interviewed uh, Leah Mars and Justin Zorn, um, two writers, two book authors, about their latest book on the topic of silence. So when I was listening to that episode, all kinds, all kinds of light bulbs started going off in my head because that's actually why I travel one of the big reasons why I travel to Wadiram is to find that silence and to find that stillness so that's you know when when I heard that episode I I knew immediately that I wanted to pitch this as a story and um, I did I pitched it and Condé Nast Traveler accepted this pitch and here we are today um, this book and the authors of the book are quoted in my story as well and you can check out the book itself also in uh, in the story that I'll link to in the show notes as well. While you're listening to this episode this week, I am probably tracking lions or elephants or giraffes somewhere in the African bush right now um, on assignment to do a story about uh, going to safari in Botswana. It's my first time in Botswana. I'm super excited, so wish me luck. Um, it's really exciting for me to be there. And finally, before we start, just a little teaser announcement that I am leading a storytelling retreat in Barcelona, in the mountains of Barcelona, this November. And you are invited to come and join me. And I'm super excited about this retreat. It's going to be a very special experience. And I'm going to do a whole episode dedicated to this retreat very soon. So stay tuned, but just know that this is, this is happening. This is coming. And if you, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen the announcement already. Um, and yeah, the, 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 the whole episode dedicated to this uh, storytelling retreat and this opportunity in Barcelona is coming up. So stay tuned. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, here is my story called Seeking Silence in Wadiram, published on Condé Nast Traveler. Seeking Silence in Wadiram. Our world is getting noisier, making us turn to quiet places. Science explains why. 
Even before the first red peak appears on the horizon, I notice my breath getting slower, my body releasing built-up tension within. On approach to Wadiram, a Mars-red desert spanning 280 square miles in the south of Jordan, I know that a unique experience awaits, one with few interruptions, where time stretches according to the rhythm of the desert. Wadiram is my special place. Over the past six years of traveling to Jordan regularly, I've returned to this desert nearly a dozen times. I'm drawn to the expansive landscape of limestone and granite mountains arising from the yellow, white, and red sands. I've made friends with members of the Bedouin community who call the desert home. I love the excuse of not getting good Wi-Fi service to stop constantly checking my email and social media. But I mostly travel to Wadiram for its special kind of silence. The silence of this desert is not one devoid of sound. It is devoid of noise. Noise has become the soundtrack of our lives, and it's getting louder, even in the outdoors. The National Park Service estimates that auditory noise pollution doubles every 30 years as we build more highways and urban spaces that encroach on natural environments. The National Park Service also finds that over half of U.S. protected areas are twice as loud as they should be. But there is more to noise. In their 2022 book called Golden, the Power of Silence in a World of Noise, authors Leigh Mars and Justin Zorn explain that noise is the unwelcome sound and stimulus, the loudness both inside and out. It's the unwanted distraction. The book distinguishes three levels of noise. Auditory noise, think loud lawnmowers, commercial trucks and planes in the sky. Information noise, an unceasing stream of notifications taxing our limited attention span. And internal noise, the barrage of inner monologue contributing to the growing rates of stress and anxiety. One estimate in the book mentions that most of us have to listen to something like 320 State of the Union addresses worth of inner monologues on any given day. Noting that at the societal level, noise is our most celebrated addiction, Mars and Zorn set out to investigate how we can get back to silence a restorative place in which we're not distracted by noise and instead have the time and space to connect with ourselves, discern what's important to us, and calibrate our path forward. And isn't that why we travel too? Beyond being devoid of noise, the restorative silence of quiet places has a presence, you might recognize it in moments of experiencing religious or spiritual awe, getting into a flow while playing the guitar or running, spending time in nature, or going through profound events like taking a life-changing trip. In these moments, you might feel spacious and expansive, akin to floating outside of time and space. I feel this way when I travel to Wadiram. My quiet place is not always without sound. Sitting on a dune at dusk, I hear the soft rustling of the wind against the grains of sand. 
Leaving my tent at sunrise, I notice the bellows of camels as they return from their daily excursions. The crackling of the fire fills the long pauses in the unhurried conversations at night. The presence of the silence is a salve that helps me connect to the core of who I am. Mars and Zorn agree. They say, while we both enjoy finding silence in auditorily quiet settings amid the untrampled snow of the Sangre de Cristo mountains of New Mexico or deep in the wilderness of Alaska, we also find a certain kind of silence in immersive activities where we let go of all ruminative thoughts, says Mars. Numerous studies have shown that experiencing silence has real, tangible benefits. It's been linked to reducing stress and anxiety levels and leading to better sleep, improved focus, and increased creativity. And humans are not the only ones who need silence to thrive. Growing noise pollution is disrupting long-established patterns for numerous wildlife species, ranging from caterpillars and hummingbirds to dolphins and whales. It is no surprise then that seeking silence wherever we go is also on the rise. This year, it is one of the key trends affecting decisions on how we travel. In a recent Booking.com survey, 40% of travelers said they'd be interested in booking a silent retreat. The Quiet Parks movement, dedicated to protecting the remaining quiet places on Earth, large pristine areas offered exceptional sonic beauty and extended periods of pure national quiet, has been gaining momentum since 2019. In addition to recognizing pockets of quiet wilderness, the nonprofit has awarded its quiet designation to nine urban areas around the world, with eight more places like a natural reserve in Reykjavik and Mount Sabor Park in Portland, Oregon, under evaluation. Many travelers have already made silence and tranquility a key consideration when deciding where to go. Christina Baraba, a London-based project manager, booked a trip to Sicily's Aeolian Islands last summer because there would be no internet connection. Nomadic photographer Cassandra Jackson-Baker has been returning to San Vicente on the northwestern coast of Madeira for the last decade, renting out remote cottages to avoid noise and disruption. I'm at my most creative when the world is silent and still, she says. Travel blogger and journalist La Carmina started building peaceful getaways into her itinerary after staying with Buddhist monks at Japan's Mount Koya, where she went on tranquil nature walks through the forested Okunoin Cemetery, the largest in Japan. The authors have one lasting passionate claim. Silence is not a luxury, and it shouldn't be something only some people have access to. Instead, it's an age-old survival mechanism and a human right. Before traveling to a quiet, beyond traveling to a quiet place, they offer strategies to look for daily pockets of silence, such as getting quick hits of nature, like paying attention to birdsong. I try and think about this each time I leave Wadiram. Back to my desk, where obligations, notifications, and stress slowly creep back in. But there is a space inside me where I can tap into that silence. The feeling of the desert is present there. 
calling me to return as soon as I can. All right, that's the piece. That's the piece called Seeking Silence in Wadiram. And I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening today, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, do let me know on social by sharing it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening again. And I'll see you next week.